0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Welcome to the J Podcast, hosted by me, Jahans Maniga, aka Canadian Red Bull. Uh, We have a very special guest today, but before we get into all of that, make sure you like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Network uh, for content for not only the Blue Jays, with the host being myself, but also with our various other hosts representing their alma maters. Today, a very special guest joining the pod. He's currently averaging 12 points a game, 5.2 rebounds, 3.2 assists, shooting 42% from three. He's a member of the 2020 team that won Crane its first share of the Big East regular season championship. And I'm sure he has a ring to show for it. My personal favorite Blue Jay to watch this season, the pride of East Chicago, Indiana, DJ Damian Jefferson. Welcome to the pod, bro. (laughs)
1: What's going on, man? Thanks for having me.
0: Man, how you been? How you living, brother?
1: I've been good, man. Just trying to survive the pandemic. And uh, yeah, yeah that's it, man. Just chill. Chill my guys.
0: It's good that you mentioned that. That's really one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, because it's been such a crazy year. Uh, you guys have enjoyed so much success last year. Uh, You win a share of the Big East Championship, and then you go into Madison Square Garden where everybody wants to play. You guys are literally on the floor. Uh, and at halftime, you get to the locker room, you find out that, you know, everything's going to take a step back for a little while due to COVID-19. What were the kind of feelings going through you, you know, as you hear that that news, you know, you and your team have a good chance of, you know, moving forward. How did it feel to hear that news and knowing that your season was going to have to be shut down?
1: Uh, at first it was weird because um, Coach Mack, he was doing this little deal. Then he came into the locker room and he said, guys, this game is canceled. And he was just like, what? Like, why? And he was just like, well, with the outbreaks and with everything, especially being in New York, um, how, how bad those things were, man. It was just, it was, just, it was, just, it, was just, it was hard for him to, to continue the game and stuff like that. So it was just, it was hard, man. And we was just sad. We had our, one of our, one of our questions was, uh, would, would, there be a NCAA tournament? And, uh, he was like, he don't know as of right now. And so, uh, that, that was just hard for us and, and hard for our seniors, too, because uh, we had some seniors on the team that wasn't able to experience that NCAA tournament. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was definitely hard, man. That was tough. Yeah.
0: I remember I was in Hungary. I was actually watching that game. And, you know, I'm watching it from like the broadcast standpoint. The guys come up and they're just like, yeah, this game was officially be canceled. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? And the part that I hated the most is that Jet was having the game of his life at that the point. The game he of his was life. <laughs> <laughs> we still talk
1: about that to this day, man. We still right. we still talk about that.
0: Yeah, he was stupid. So I understand how tough a situation it was. And then it kind of carries over to this season. Kind of a weird off season, you know, uh, you guys don't really get the, the bonding that you normally need for a team to come together. Uh, the preseason was a little bit shorter, no exhibition games, and you guys jumped right into the first game of the season. How difficult has it been to kind of get back into the swing of things, understanding that, you know, it's regular season mode and you guys need to hit the ground running?
1: That was definitely difficult at first because uh, just getting into shape, we couldn't and connecting with our freshmen, like how, how we usually would, would do. And so like uh, when we first got here, when we first got back, it was like groups of like two groups. No, it was actually like four groups with like three people in the group. And it was, it was just tough, bro, because like mm-hmm. and then after the workouts and then uh, just realizing that we couldn't connect with our freshmen, like we was like, how are we gonna have a bond with our freshmen and we we can't spend no time with them because right. we couldn't we couldn't go to their dorms, they couldn't come to our dorms. So it was it was tough, man. But that was the really main thing how what we was like. Frustrated with like connecting with our freshmen because obviously the, the returners already knew knew each other and like knew about each other already. We were just like, how are we gonna bond with those guys and, and stuff like that. So it's definitely been tough, man. And um, but uh, as as we as the season started going on, stuff started opening up more, and uh, we can obviously get the locker room back and get the lounge back mm-hmm. and just start chilling with those guys more, man, and just experiencing the new things with like how 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 they are and how, like who they are.
0: You kind of touched on it, and I wanted to ask you that too. What were the restrictions like at first? Like you said, like you couldn't go to those guys' dorms. They couldn't come to yours. How awkward was it, you know, understanding like, look, this is the law for right now. Like in order to maintain safety and to have the best chance at playing a season, you guys have to stay away from each other. What kind of other restrictions did you guys have uh, that kind of made you guys not be able to interact with one another?
1: Uh, well, really, our locker room was in the gym. Like we had sa- – we had – um chairs that was like lined up six feet apart and uh so that's what we had to do we had to do that obviously you know about the jay gilbert's and the steakhouses we couldn't do none of that stuff right (laughs) like we wasn't able to do no team gatherings and like we couldn't we couldn't go to mac lay in the summer so it was it was hard bro we couldn't we couldn't do a lot of things man and that was just that was just frustrating but um somehow man we still found a way to, to bond with each other and connect and um obviously it's showing it's paying off for us
0: Uh, You guys have such a cohesive group this year. I think the best example was obviously the last game against St. John's. No Marcus Zagorowski, unfortunately, dealing with that hamstring injury. I hope he's doing well and that he's recovering, you know, quickly. Uh, But you guys showed your depth. Uh, I think it was six six guys ended up being in double figures that game. What is it about playing with this group, Uh, such an unselfish group, um, that has you guys all looking great out there on any given night, somebody could take the lead?
1: that's good man obviously it's, it's great and it's paying off for us uh just being able to play with guys who are unselfish and willing to move the ball and not all about themselves that that's just great man and, it, and just make the game fun at the end of the day especially when you're playing with guys like that's willing to to turn down a good shot to get a great shot and it's that's that's always been good man and um I can't thank those guys enough because uh I mean we I'm pretty sure we all been uh, involved with like I don't know how to pronounce it. I want I not pronounce it, but I don't know how to say it. Like, I should say, like, selfish teams. I should say, we all been around selfish teams and selfish teammates, and, and that's not fun. But when you got guys that's willing to play, play the right way, man, and win games, that's, that's fun, man. That's, that's, that's the joy of playing at Creighton
0: that's the yeah that's the thing that I loved about coach Mack and his kind of equal opportunity offense like even I'm thinking about my group of guys Doug was the lead guy but on any given night that that second uh person could be anybody could be me right. could be Grant could be Ethan right and you guys kind of share that similar characteristic except you guys shared the ball you know in- incredibly and you got weapons yeah. all over the floor and you know I think that's a testament to coach Mack you know he's always kind of coming up with new things, new exits <laughs> and those in order to get the most out of all of his guys. Right. What kind of conversations have you been having with him this year? Because you've taken a, a pretty big step forward, especially like in the leadership department. What has he been telling you about, you know, uh, continuing to play the way that you've been playing and, and kind of the spots that he wants to put you on the floor that has you be so successful early on in the season?
1: Just being that leader that the team needs and just using my experience for like being in college for like being one of the older guys on our team is just using that experience. And uh, just leading these guys into doing the right thing, man. I just I just try to set set example, like leading by example, because, uh, uh yeah, I mean, I can talk as much as I want, but if I'm not doing it, if I'm not leading by example, then who, who am I? You know what I'm saying? So I just try to do the right thing, man. I just try to do the right thing. And um, obviously those guys um, can look up to me and ask me questions because I, we, I've, all, I've been there already. And I know it's tough, like, for the first-year guys, the pace and, and the physicality. It can be hard. But um, I just try to tell them, man, and just – just have fun at the end of the day. That's all I always say. Just have fun because you never know, like, when it, when it can be our last game, man. And just try to don't take the game for granted. Have fun, work hard, and do the right thing. But, uh, yeah, I talk to Mac, man, pretty much like – I'm not going to say every day, but um, when we do talk, we talk about how I can lead this team and um, how I can impact the team in so, in so many ways. And, uh, and I just try to use that, man. Just try to use that.
0: You mentioned leadership, and that's something that I definitely wanted to touch on. You know, the departure of Tyshawn Alexander, a lot of questions were asked. Who's going to be that guy that's going to step up, especially on the defensive end of the, uh, of the floor? You know, when a guy gets hot, when you really need to get a stop here or there, who's going to really step up to that role? I think you've done a masterful job of leading on the defensive end, especially uh if you count hustle points, deflections, having on the floor for loose basketballs, so you're definitely up there. Which is why I stated on social media. I've thought this since the first game of the season. You've become my favorite player to watch because you remind me a lot of the stuff, the little things that I used to do. I
1: appreciate uh, that, man.
0: You, yeah, of course, no problem. You mentioned uh, being a leader. Is that something that you consciously think of, especially on the defensive end of the floor?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think about it all the time because like you said with Tyson leaving, man, we had to find that defensive guy. Like we don't want guys hanging 40 on our head every night. So it, I just kind of knew like when he was leaving, I just had to take some pride on, on a defensive man, man, and just and just take it I take it personal. Like I always tell the guys like we got to take this side personal because obviously we can we can hang like 80 points a game on somebody's head, but it, it don't mean nothing if we losing If we losing the ball game, if guys scoring, if, if we scoring 80 and guys scoring 82 points a game, then and, and, there's no way that's no way we're going to win this game. And so I just try to take it personal, man, and just try to just try to get it into the guys head like we got to be able to guard somebody and I feel like like these last couple of games we we've done a great job guarding. Garden um, guarding teams like as a collective unit. And so it's been right. good, man. It's been good. Um I'm proud of these guys like as, like obviously when Tyson was here, he did a great job like he was a great on the on the ball defender, off the ball defender and we just mm-hmm. kind of fed off that and I try to be that guy. That he was
0: I was going to ask you what your mindset was, you know, when you know that you have a tough matchup offensively, uh, that someone that you know you're going to have to lock down going into that game. I know Coach Mack is really good at kind of digging into you about, look, this is a specific guy we need to stop him. So when you know that you're going to get that assignment, what's your mindset going into games like that? I just,
1: I just, I just try to take it personal. Like I said, you you got guys, you got guys like Gordy. He, 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 Gordy always <laughs> say. Gordy always say. In order, in order for him, Yo. in order for him to get to the rim, he got to get through me. So that's what <laughs> right, I try to right. use. But I try to use that. Like I just try to take that personally. And obviously, playing with guys like Denzel, who can also back me up, and playing with Sharif, like who a great on the ball defender, mm-hmm. it's been good, man. And um, it's been good, man. Just playing with those type of guys because uh, I know that I, I got I got help, and also sending guys to the baseline so Big Ryan can come clean stuff up. So it's been good, man. Right.
0: It's so funny that you mentioned Gordy, bro. It's so good that he's never changed. I thought he was going to slow down a little bit, but it sounds like the man is still up to no good, man. Hey,
1: Gordy, Gordy <laughs> not going to change. Gordy not going to change.
0: I remember Coach Mack used to have a saying with us. He used to say, I don't care if you have to stand on your head to do it, just do it. Is that kind of uh... – <laughs> okay, you're laughing. Bro. Obviously, that's something that you, you've you heard in the last couple of years of being a Blue Jay, right? Yeah, man. He he got it so he got so much sayings, man. It's great. Yeah, for <laughs> Man, Gordy, in order to get through this, you got to go through me. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so you started your collegiate career at New Mexico. Uh, obviously, you decided to take it into a different direction after your freshman year. What was it about Creighton that really wanted you to commit to this school that made it a program that you really want to be a part of and kind of put your fingerprint on?
1: Uh, just the culture. I remember when I first got here, like on my on my official visit, like when I left New Mexico I, I left New Mexico and like a weekend later like man they was calling me telling me to come down I'm like all right I'm gonna come down because at first I was like bro like where's is, where is Creighton I don't know I don't know nothing yeah. about Creighton like what is what is in oh, Nebraska yeah. so but I got here man it was just totally different because they they obviously brought me down at the right time it was College World Series man a lot of what's mm-hmm. going on so <laughs> yeah I, was, I didn't play I didn't play like you know when you go on a visit you can play with the team I didn't play I just wanted to watch and just watch how they played and then that they moved the ball. They was talking. They was just having fun. I was like, man, like this is somewhere I can, I can fit in because they was moving fast. They was getting up, getting up a lot of shots, and I was like, yeah, this is my top, this is my style of play. So, uh, just talking with Coach Mack and talking with Coach Huss and um and just and just buying into what they were saying and just hearing, just picking their brains and hearing them out, and it was it was cool, man. It was cool. So I was like, this is definitely somewhere I want to play and somewhere I want to like probably in my career, it's
0: right, in my collegiate career. Right, it's fun that you mentioned your visit uh, because I I think I do remember you coming down. I was part of the group that was scrimmaging when you were watching. And I remember Mm -hmm. introducing myself to you and Real Recognize Real, I saw your shoes (laughs) before I even (laughs) made eye contact with you. (laughs) I know you're a sneakerhead. I don't know how much everybody else in Omaha knows that you're a sneakerhead, but I'm pretty sure you're wearing the ceremony Jordan 11 Lowe's. Yep. I don't know how I remember that, but <laughs> I do remember that. But Real Recognize Real, like I said, and you brought out some heat on the court. Uh, what kind of got you into sneakers, you know? like you've shown it off the core, you've shown it on the core too with some of the exclusive stuff that you wear aside from the team shoes that you get. What kind of started your love for sneakers and uh, how do you feel about kind of sneaker culture altogether right now?
1: Uh, I blame that on my parents, man. Like, ever since I was young, I was always I was always getting the heat, taking them to school, right. can't wait to show them off on the first day. I'm sure you know. I'm sure everybody knows how that feels, taking them, taking them to course. school, showing them off. You laid the whole so,
0: outfit out. Exactly. You lay the, the outfit <laughs> out,
1: ready to go the first day of school. So, it's, right. hey, man, I blame that on my parents. But, no, nah, I just try to – I, just, I like I like sneakers, man. I'm sure you, I'm I, I know you got a great collection yourself, which I need to look and at. I need to throw
0: one day if you ever get the invite to Canada, bro, and you see the closet, man. I, hey. if you wore size 11, maybe I could help you out, but you don't. I'm, sure you I'm a 12.
1: I'm a 12. I can't do nothing with 11. But right. yeah, man. I, I I always like sneakers, man. I blame that on my parents, but they yeah, the court. I just try to like I just try to have some some, some flavor, man. Just if you look good, you play good. Uh, so right. I just try to. No, just just add my own flavor to like what Creighton do. Like I'm I'm obviously not gonna wear like a blue or I mean like a green or purple shoe. So right. uh, so I just try to use like the, I just try to use my sources, man. I just try to ask my guys like what they have and like certain type of colors so I can use like so I can wear. And uh, they found they found some for me and they hooked me up, mm-hmm. man.
0: Man, when I saw you pull out the undefeated Kobe's, I was like, damn. Oh, boy. That boy's on something else, boy. So, for me, my senior year, I went through a phase where I was just trying to wear like all the white and blue Jordans I could get my hands on. Exactly. Um, And then Coach Beck said also, you know, his rule is just white, black, or blue. He was fine with that. I think that's still the rule for you guys now. I remember my senior year. I saved the powder blue Jordan 3s for senior night. Like that was the one time I was gonna have to wear. Do you have any shoes for a special occasion that, that we haven't seen yet, but that you're looking forward to pulling out?
1: I'm just gonna tell y'all, wait, wait until the NCAA Damn tournament. Boy. Hey, hey, just wait, wait until the NCAA tournament, man. Just wait. I'm not gonna say nothing, just wait. Stay tuned, man. All
0: right. It's your last you know? go-around, so I would say have fun with it for sure.
1: Yep, for now, for sure. For sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, we already talked about you becoming one of the leaders. I also wanted to talk about kind of your development throughout the years that you've been in the program. I remember, uh, you know, like I said, I was there this summer. I come back most summers, you know, to train and work out myself. I've witnessed you working out your redshirt year when you couldn't play. And then the first year when you had your eligibility back and and to see the kind of player that you've developed and and become Uh, who do you kind of give credit to which assistant coach has been like working with you, especially in the summer time to improve your game you know, year by year? Coach Huss, man. Like, Coach Huss been on me. Like, he be on me every
1: day about just getting up shots and just making sure mm-hmm. that I'm doing the right thing. Like, don't don't get away from my routine. Like, don't get comfortable with doing, like, the little things. And I still do form shooting every day. I shoot my shots, and, um, and I try to hold my follow-through because when I don't hold my follow-through, he hit me with a nope, and yeah, that shot don't mm-hmm. count no matter if it go right. in or not. So, like, even during the pandemic, when I, we was at home for, like, a long time, he called me every day, made sure I got my work in, made sure I was lifting mm-hmm. weights. And uh, stuff like that. So man, I just give credit to him because he done he did he done a great job, man. Just uh, just not being like a, a, a recruiter, but just being like just want, like he's he like an uncle to me. Like I could, that's what I could say. He like <laughs> an uncle. So man, yeah. so yeah, I, just, I thank him, man. I appreciate him for everything he did because he the reason why I'm here. and He the reason why I was at New Mexico. So I just want I just thank him because he still do the little things. Right
0: uh, at the end of last year, you kind of flirted with the idea. of, of you know maybe um, going into the NBA, you and Denzel withdrew together basically and decided to come back. What was the kind of process like? You know, trying to get the feedback from the next level, seeing where you would fit in, and you know what kind of things you needed to improve on. What was that feedback that people were giving you? You know that you coming back for a senior year, you tried to implement into your game.
1: Uh, man, just working on my ball handling and then obviously shooting because I shot horrible last year from the three point line. And, um, you got 42%
0: uh, now, something's <laughs> working, man.
1: Yeah, 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 but I shot horrible. And that was basically the feedback I was getting, just working on my ball handling, working off like pick and roll and stuff like that. Just basically showing them that I can be a guard at the next level and, uh, <laughs> and I can guard multiple positions. And uh, that's basically what I've been trying to do. And that's what I've been trying to show them because I worked hard, worked hard like all summer on my jump shot and just like lateral quickness and stuff like that. So I just tried to take that feedback and just take as much feedback as I can and doing the right thing.
0: So, so, far, everything basically that they talked to you about, you've improved your, your different uh, percentage gone up, uh, your deflections, your hustle stats have gone up, you've also shown the ability to defend multiple uh, positions on the floor, you've, you're rebounding better, you're assisting better. Is there anything that you personally would still like to improve in your game?
1: My free throw shooting, like,
0: <laughs> like, well, I
1: was always a great free throw shooter. I was always a great free throw shooter until like, until college. I don't know what it was about college, but man, I just, I haven't been shooting the free throws as, as good as I know I can shoot them, but I'm um, still putting the work in every day, man. And it's going, it's going to show, it's going, it's going to pay off. I, I I told coach Huss, I said, I bet I won't miss another free throw in the game. Like no more, <laughs> like no more this right. season. He's like, it wasn't a real bet, but it was like one of those bets. Like, I bet you do. Like, and, yeah, and stuff like that so I told him like, I, won't, I won't miss another free throw in the game man. and um, mm-hmm. I was just what i was trying to do man like I thought I got this podcast I'm gonna do some treatment and, and shoot some more free throws until I got something to do I think we got lunch at like 12 or something like that so I'm, that's what I'm gonna do
0: gotcha what has been like the weirdest thing about playing in an empty arena for the most part this year like what has been the thing that you've really had to like get accustomed to
1: just man, like we can really hear Coach Mack's voice on the sideline. We, we can hear his voice on the sideline, like in the games, like in, in the crowded gym, like you know, like you know, at Creighton, bro, man, the shot, right, right. in the it's like 18,000. Yeah. So you, you can kind of blame it on the fans when you don't hear him, like, but now you hear every word, and you're like, oh man, like, I can't blame it on the fans. Like, say, Coach, I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you call that right. out. So that's definitely been that's definitely been funny, man. It's been funny. I'm sure, like me and the guys, we talk about that all the time. It's definitely been funny hearing his voice, but um, just also like, like not just his voice, but like using our voice, using our mm-hmm. voices on the court because like um, like with with no energy, we gotta we gotta feed off each other and feed off the bench. So that's definitely been weird for us, but we I think we 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 coming along, man. Everybody getting like accustomed to it, so we're doing a good job, man
0: especially playing for crane, like you said, like it's 18,000 loud every single game. I'm kind of thinking about the contrast of you guys beating Seton Hall in that final game of the regular season last year, how <laughs> loud it was. Like I could barely hear the announcers on the broadcast on TV to now I can really hear every single word that you guys are communicating on defense. I think like right. from a fan standpoint, it's a very unusual situation, but it kind of helps you appreciate the game a little bit more like oh, for because sure. you're get, you're learning the nuances of the game that, you know, you wouldn't normally see on a, on a TV broadcast.
1: Yep. For sure. What has
0: been your uh, favorite place to play on the road in the Big East? Favorite place to play on the road. Hmm. So I, I will say this, but I'll preface this by saying the announcer on the last game when I was watching the St. John's game said that you, at some point, you were something like 22 of 26 against St. John's. So is <laughs> <Yes. if> there <laughs> if there's something about playing St. John in particular? Hey. And does that translate into, you know, when you're on the road on their campus or if you play St. John's at Madison Square that you just enjoy playing? In New York, maybe? Is that That's what I, I, I'm going to say
1: that. I'm going to say that because I have seen that. And I, a lot of people talk to me about that. Like,
0: you must love playing against St. John's because
1: you you right. do so good against them. But it's not just playing against them. I think it's just that New York feeling, man. You know how it is, like, going to New York and, like, the Mecca of basketball, playing to, like, the man, that, that gym is, like, historic, bro. Like, you know that. Right. And, like, man, just playing there, man, it's just obviously it's just something about that gym that brings the best out of you. And, and if, if we playing on campus, man, just – just that New York feeling. Those guys, they, they smack. They talk a lot of smack. They like to get into to you. And it's just fun. It's just playing those playing those type of games. For me, it's fun, man, because that's how I grew up playing.
0: Yeah, that New York basketball culture is real. I got family from Brooklyn. I used to visit them in the summertime when I was young, man. I was not ready as a young Canadian boy when I was <laughs> yeah.
1: the of You got to be ready. You have to be ready. You have to be ready.
0: I was, man, was, <laughs> they, they had to usher me off that court. I was not ready for sure. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, you got to be ready for that style. Your next game is at Butler, if I'm not mistaking. Uh, you're from Indiana. What are the odds that your family is able to kind of sneak into um, that historic gym and, and watch you play on Saturday?
1: Man, they texted me yesterday. They said we will be there. They will, We will be there on Friday, so. Uh, if I can, I'm probably spend some time with them. But I probably can't because of, like, the COVID protocol. So I probably yeah. can't see them until, like, after the game. So that's cool. That's still cool with me. Just knowing that they're in the gym and watching me play, uh, especially in a gym like that, it's, it's been good, man. Uh, and um, I'm just excited to, to, to see them because I haven't seen them until, like, Christmas, which wasn't too long ago. But, um, you know, it's always good seeing the fam. It's always good seeing the fam and playing against them and t- just listening to how, what they say about the game and, and how they how they felt about the game and stuff like that. So. Um, I'm excited man obviously I'm, I'm more excited to just like go in that place and possibly get a win because I, out of my four years being here I never got a win in that gym so that's that's right. that's the goal man that's what me and the seniors were talking about man just probably going in there and playing playing hard man you know and again a win on that floor because we never done it
0: uh being back in the big or being in the big east I should say this year notwithstanding has that been kind of like a blessing for you to be able to see your family a little bit more you know I'm mm-hmm. assuming. The trip to New Mexico was a lot more difficult than, you know, going to <laughs> Milwaukee or Chicago or, you know, those places that are close to Indiana that your parents could probably drive to or however they get there.
1: Right now, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been good. I Like like I said, like when I made my decision, it was kind of easy. It was close to home because I think from New Mexico, a drive to New Mexico was like, uh, like a, a day bro and that was that was like yeah. I'm not gonna have my parents on the road. Hours, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna have my parents on the road for a whole day just right. to come see me. So nah they made they made uh, two games at New Mexico and then uh, we obviously at New Mexico we played um we played it was a non-conference game at Illinois State so they was able to make that game and uh and it was it was good and obviously to Vegas because New Mexico plays a um conference tournament in Vegas. So right. my family came down to that. But uh, yeah, um, it's definitely been good being in the Big East, man. Because you got, like you said, you got you got teams like Milwaukee, Chicago, um, Indiana, and it's been good, man. It's been good for them. Um, I know it's good for them to hit the road sometimes and come see us play.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear. So, yeah. final point for today: you guys are ten and two so far. Obviously, playing some great basketball. A little bit of a rocky start losing to Marquette to start the Big East regular season, but you guys have righted the ship. Uh, what do you guys need to continue to do and continue to build on in order to continue to play well? Uh, we just
1: need to keep, keep doing what we're doing, playing the right way, man. Keep being unselfish like how we are and uh, and just just doing what we do, man. Listen to Coach Mack and you know, following his game plan offensively and defensively and uh, and keep doing what we're doing.
0: All right, DJ, appreciate you, man, for stepping into the J with me. This was an awesome conversation. I hope the fans really get to enjoy it and and continue to support you guys I know that they do I'm sure that your DMs are crazy with everyone telling you how well the team is doing it to keep it up uh the doors are starting to open back a little bit in in Chi Health Center so hopefully you know everyone's staying safe and sooner than later you know as a senior yourself you'll get to hear you know the 18,000 hopefully one more last time before the season is over right uh is there anything else that you'd like to say to Blue Jay Nation before we sign on? Uh, nah, man, I, I just want to say thank y'all and keep supporting us, man. Uh,
1: we proud of y'all. y'all. Y'all obviously do a lot for us, and uh, thank y'all.
0: All right, this was Damian Jefferson, the pride of East Chicago, Indiana. Uh, this has been another edition of the Welcome to the J podcast, hosted by me, Jahan Svaniga. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network. DJ, thank you again, brother. I appreciate you a lot. Good luck. Stay safe for the rest of the season, and go Jays! Go Jays. Hey, thanks for having me, man.